Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Happy holidays, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. We hope everyone had a great holiday, except for that turkey roast the Lions got on Thursday by the Bears. It's incredible the difference between what a Lions victory versus a loss on Thanksgiving makes us feel throughout the rest of the holiday. Life of a Lions fan, we suppose. So you may think the Lions season is over, especially if you listen to the usual talking heads in the Detroit media. However, we here on Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid are here to tell you that is not the case, both in a spiritual sense, but also in a statistical manner. We'll break that down for you. And then we'll discuss the hot topics, Cooter, Patricia, Stafford, and Bob Quinn, before being joined by my own treasonous brother, a Rams fan, as he enters the lion's den. Then finally, last but certainly not least, our famous predictions. Thank you all for listening. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. We appreciate it mightily. Now time for the pod this is drinking the blue kool-aid a detroit lions podcast where lifelong lions fans uj rug dog bob Connor. <laughs> talk about your favorite team the detroit lions where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. Welcome back, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. It is 8.22 on November 26th, and the Lions have come off yet another loss, this time on our beloved Thanksgiving game. Um, We've had a few days to ponder this game. And it, it, I, before we get into the, I guess, the brunt of it all about the Lions' current situation, I want to first bring out there this model from the New York Times that they have. If you type in NFL playoff picture, New York Times, you'll get this machine that pops up. And it gets, it, they run through thousands of simulations. So what this thing does is I can predict if the Lions win – the remaining games and go nine and seven, the Lions will have a 53% chance of making the playoffs. So oh. the season is not over yet, folks. Better than a flip of the coin. So, so we got a chance. Yeah. So if the Lions win out. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
Sounds like a great chance. So 53%. Yeah. So before we get into the rest of it, I just want listeners to know that they're still very much alive in this playoff race. It may not look like it right now because <laughs> the overall odds, if you if you don't click on, you know, the Lions winning the remaining games, it's about 2%. Or if they lose one of these games, say if I switch one of these wins to a loss, um, their odds go down to 3%. So... But having said that, hope is alive. If we win out, which we will, it is a fifty-three percent chance to make the playoffs, and I like those odds better so, than fifty-fifty. Yeah. Pretty good odds. Never yeah. tell me the odds. Because odds are we win out, right? <laughs> but now I want to get more into um, the game. But again, that is on New York Times NFL playoff uh, picture. Type that in on Google if you want to build up your spirits about this line season, or at least going into this Sunday. <laughs> Um, I want to get to the Thanksgiving game, and I mean the big talking point is the offense. So I I want to just uh, th- throw out there the offense and see what you guys had to say about it. I mean I'll let Bob go first because you're Jim Bob Cooper's biggest defender. Is this a Jim Bob game? That is a is, is it two well, thumbs down, one thumbs down? There's no way it's a thumbs well, up. Well, it's a thumbs down. It's definitely a thumbs down because we lost the game, but. Uh... I know they 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 did adjust their game plan to deal with the Bears and because um, last time they got knocked around um, what was it six sacks and um, mm-hmm. but I they did the short passes in the running game which was keeping us in the game but then the turnovers just killed us so it's like I don't know I'm I'm very disappointed with the offense right now because we're not we're reactive we're not like teams don't react to us we react to what they're doing more than. Mm-hmm. Uh, us dictating yeah, I, the game. I no, I, and I, yeah, I agree. The stats in this game, Stafford, 28 of 38, 236 yards, um, a quarterback rating of 67.4, and two picks, obviously. And we do have a, run, a running game still, which is good. I mean, that part's good, but the rest of it looks pretty bad. So Yeah, and, and we got really lucky in this game. LeGarrette Blunt like, sprung out of nowhere in this game. Um for a, a sudden resurgence that we hadn't seen since, like, maybe week one of the season? No, we hadn't even seen that. That was literally the best game, hands down, he played in a Detroit Lions uniform. You know, I'm I'm almost mad that he had a good game <laughs> because they, they've been playing him all year and he's been so bad. And now this kind of justifies their playing him all those other games. And, you know, I'm kind of mad about that. But that being said, yeah, he had a real nice game, no doubt. It was, a it was nice seeing some solid effort, and then he showed some nice energy in a game where our offense was playing about as timid a game plan as you could possibly draw up. Yeah, the Lions only had two attempts over 15 yards in this game, which I think is pretty abysmal considering there was 38 pass attempts. Yeah. And you have a guy like Kenny yeah, G on your roster. And a guy like Stafford with that arm, and you're just uh, holding him to three-yard three passes all day. I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I completely agree. The Lions had a 111 rushing yards in this game, to, compared to Chicago's 38. So, and Chicago's uh, been pretty hey. stout against the run this year, for that matter. Hey, I understand Cooter's uh, going doing that short game plan, you know, because of what happened last time. But you know, eventually, you keep throwing those short passes, and that's all you do. They're going to jump on those things like they did, like when Jackson made an interception. You still got to 
throw a couple deep ones once in a while, loosen them up and keep them. Hey, guessing. he threw a couple. He never did the whole. He threw game. a couple, literally a couple, the whole game. Two, two passes. Well, I know we went over that. I know. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I do want to give credit to Cooter. It was a brilliant play design. Throw it off the linebacker and have Nick Bloor catch it on fourth and short. I thought that was a really, really <laughs> clever play design by him. <laughs> and they said he had no imagination. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Yeah, even with uh, what uh, everything going bad, we could have scored that one touchdown in the end zone was in the hands of uh, Galladay. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you're, it's a tough yeah, catch. You're asking but... for a, like a true miracle catch right there. That, I mean, they have was... a rifle, that thing. That was a great throw in almost. Yeah. Catch, yeah. But... You know, the problem with that game plan, though, is you have to be perfect. You have to be. I mean, there's no room for error with that type of game plan. Because, you know, if, if we're wide open offense and we make a mistake here and there, you can catch up because you can score quick. With that kind of game plan where you're meticulously moving down the field, you can't afford a single mistake. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, we had two yeah. at the end. <laughs> so Yeah, and, uh, you know. yeah, UJ, that, that's part of the problem with what Stafford's doing this year. Because like, that pick, to me, I know the guy jumped the route, but uh, you can't throw that ball. When, yeah. I mean, they were, the guy was wide open. Here, and they, uh, well, not, you know, now that the – the guy jumped it. Yeah, Go no, ahead. now that you're bringing it up, I'm just wondering if there is still something to this uh, predictability level of Cooter's offense. Was that pick a product of yeah. a bad decision, or was it more that our plays are very easily readable and that a safety was able to come over to the top and cover it all the way to the flat for a pick six? I mean, it wasn't a real long developing play. It wasn't like Stafford like looked at the safety and then like it was like a quick – out throw. I mean, he did say he tried to beat him, which I think was kind of that part was on Stafford, but the other part was that the guy started sprinting from the snap. So, I mean, I don't know. It's a combination. I, I think Stafford gets some blame. Cooter gets some blame on that play. But I think it's a product of a system. Uh, we, of, like, it's a very... Like you said, you got to be perfect on all these short throws. There's there's no excitement to the offense. There's no, like, like you said, imagination. This willingness and riskiness that he played with earlier in his career has kind of been completely thrown out in the last couple of years where he, it's a lot of short throws. It's more, it's a very West coast type offense where they rely on three to five yard passes. Wait, wait, but last year we had a lot of deep balls. I don't think that was yeah. true. We had, we were one of the top teams for yeah. the deep We had throws. no run game. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think we've so just been thinking year, for you. I can't quite put my finger on it this year, but from the literally the first snap of the season, Stafford has just not been himself. That first pass he missed uh, in the first game of the season where he – I think he had someone open on the left sideline just missed him. And from that snap on, he has just been – it's not that he's been all bad, but he just doesn't seem to have a sort of fire that he always used to play with. This year he just seems to be so – toned down and sort of diminished somehow and I it's it's unquantifiable you can't you know you can't put it on you can't point it out on film but there's just something off there it's like Cooter cut his balls (laughs) off I don't know (laughs) something I'm telling you there's something just not there with him and Stafford it's 10th year in the NFL he should be taking command of this team and I, I just don't see it you know I mean other great quarterbacks have had multiple coordinators and stuff too and so what does Stafford just do whatever they say? Stafford knows what to do now. He's a 10-year vet. He needs to take some control of this team. It's his team. It's his. Should be. And he, dic- he should be dictating more, I think. 
And I don't know. I just don't see the fire right now. I, I don't see it in him. And it bugs me because I love Stafford. <laughs> Yeah, He's the best quarterback I'm, we've ever had on this team, and I, I'm, I'm frustrated a big fan. with Stafford. But I, I, I mean, I don't think that's the main problem of this team, but it's definitely uh, been a problem this year. But, but I think he's still a good quarterback. He's got some. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm going to trade him or anything like that. I'm just saying, yeah. there's something amiss here right now, and I don't know if it's just the the new regime and the new culture and all that. Who knows? It's uh, everyone's shell shocked by it. Yeah. Uh, but well, I, I, I kind of mentioned that though because there's a kind of narrative going around in Detroit right now about is this is this it? There's like some rumblings, and it's understandable. It's been like you say, it's been ten years, but uh, just a lot goes into it. Yeah. Well, I'll say this, but this, you know, what? recent I mean, performance. We've we touched on these points in the past. Um, unfortunately, it's kind of a recurring theme this year in regards to the offense and. And maybe we'll get back to it in a little bit, but I also want to bring up, I actually thought the defense played really well in this game. Granted, the Bears had a yes. backup quarterback in, but I mean, this guy's a really good backup quarterback. He's highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL. So he's worth, he's worth something for sure. Um, the Lions held the Bears to 38 yards rushing. These past few weeks, the Lions have really solved their rushing issues. But I, I wanted to bring up Mike Ford. <laughs> This this guy um he had a he had a couple bad plays last week against the Panthers that long pass to DJ Moore, but other than that uh, the guys really stepped up especially with with Tease Tabor yeah. uh, just completely uh, collapsing in the bed yeah <laughs> well he's playing on his own field you know field. <laughs> true so, <laughs> yeah that is true I don't know but yeah he's uh, he's done pretty well he's kind of two big surprise. things adding. Uh, snacks, obviously, but then getting Ziggy back, even in a limited capacity, I think has really solidified the front seven, along with just players like Davis continuing to improve in their fundamentals, and even Christian Jones and Kennard. Those guys are all starting to really kind of get their their uh, assignments down, and it helps when you got a two-gapper like snacks up there. But, I mean – I think the front seven, they've actually gotten some additions and they've made huge difference. So I think that's been – and they've needed it because the back seven, ever since we lost Agnew, has started to struggle as, you know, injuries kind of piled up too. And the other guys, you know, the, no one's really 100% back there. So, I mean – Which is funny because that – Coming into the season, everybody thought our strength was the defensive backs. Well, it was. How many sacks? All our sacks were coverage sacks in the first, like, five games. Like, all of them. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it really was doing good. And then Agnew went down, Slay got banged up. I mean, injuries have taken a little bit of a toll back there. And then Tabor yeah. got leaned on way more than he knew- should have been at this point. And I do want to note the Lions – at one point in the season, the worst against the run defense is now 19th in the NFL against the run. Yeah, pretty amazing. the run defense is playing good. But I still think uh, – uh, I don't think Chase Daniels Daniel is all you're saying he is. I, I, I'm just saying I would have rather we, face Mitch Trubisky than Chase he, Daniel this week. He gave up two touchdown passes to Chase Daniel. <laughs> I think that's the two and three of his career. I mean, he, he hasn't been – Slinging the ball over the years. I, I don't know. They should have done something better against him. But, I mean, but like you say, I mean, they played well enough that the offense should have outscored him. But, I don't That's know. been the case a lot this year. 
the supposed strength of our team has not proven to be the strength of our team. They're actually ranked behind our defense overall. They're like 24th and our defense is 20th in the NFL. So, yeah, guys, what what really is the strength of this team? I mean, there's Trisha's they're beard. just kind of there. I mean, there's there's no real identity to this team. You know, like you don't No. I think the identity's coming. I I hate to say this and I know fans don't want to hear it cuz they want to see results right away, but it's going to take Patricia some time to get this team to be his team, you know. Uh Next year, I think you're going to see a pretty good turnover in some players and new free agents and stuff. And uh, it's going to be a lot different. And uh, I think our defense next year will be awesome. Our offense, I don't know, it's a question mark right now, but I don't think Cooter will be leading it. I, I think mm-hmm. Trish has got to make this his team. And this is just a transition year. So, unfortunately, we got to suffer through so here's it. Here's an interesting question. I mean, we came into this season and our receiving core slash, like, tight ends like, our, all the, our receiving targets were clearly going to be our strength, but then, you know, we obviously decided to part ways with Ebron, who now leads the NFL in touchdown receptions for the Colts. And then we cut Golden Tate, you know, a few games into the season. I mean, where does Quinn's culpability come into this for the performance of this team? He's This is his roster. This is his roster more than it is Patricia's roster. And it's shown lacking in many ways. Where Quinn is culpable is that he lied to he us. Lied? He said we're trying to win now. That was the truth. Huh? <laughs> I think they're they were gonna they kind of knew this was gonna happen, and, and they've kind of cashed it in. I mean, you think Jones is really gonna be out for the whole year? You know, I'll bet he could play again if he wanted to. You know, they're playing for next year right now. Hate to say it. Well. Yeah, I think when they got rid of Tate, but I think that Quinn was already like this season is not this team does not have it for this year, and we're England for next year. Well, do you think that Quinn sent the message that way when he traded Tate? Because that's kind of what I felt at the time. I, I don't. I didn't feel it. At I didn't the time. think so. I mean, it uh, felt I mean, that, that was definitely uh, it definitely seemed like a message. I think it was a business deal because they were going to get nothing for him if he stayed to the end of the season yeah, and get a third-round draft pick. You what if you're all like said, Yeah, like you said, if they're um, if he thought that he brought Patricia in a win because this roster's, roster is ready to win now, why would he trade Tate if you're trying to win a Super Bowl? I told you, Quinn lied, man. Wait, so he just yeah. did it to appease us. You just said that he didn't send a no, message didn't. and then he didn't. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. Uh, Oh, he wasn't sending a message, but he was not intentionally. Yeah, but his, the, his intentions were revealed yeah. then, and that sent the message. <laughs> I mean, that's all. Awesome. Okay, yeah. well, I still think you're going to get nothing for him. You get a third round draft pick. I mean, it that was good business, if you ask me. And at the time, we weren't winning anyway. It wouldn't have made a difference. Well, so we were struggling. We that's for, for sure. But now we're really struggling. <laughs> Yeah, you'll feel better yeah. about what's, this. What's that stat? We, we are Nick, Nick we have how many next players year? in the top 100 in separation? Zero. Um, zero. Zero. We traded yeah. away the one that was in Tate. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's a, that should be – if you don't have somebody in the top 100, I think that's really revealing of the type of scheme that you're running, that nobody I can agree. get open and se- get separation. Yeah. I agree. That is scheme there. It's, There's no misdirection on this team. There's no, you know – 
it's so basic. It just drives me nuts watching this offense. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. With the talent we have, we okay. should be putting up way more points. That's all I'll say about that. I mean, so what do you guys want to see um, going forward out of the offense the rest of the season? What do you What do you want to see out of them? What's the number one thing you're looking for? Touchdowns. I want to see Stafford. I want to see Stafford run a little more. Uh, in that Bears game, I don't, I don't know if you, anybody remembers it, but they, there was a third down and a five or something like that. Like in the, they were on the in the red zone on the twenty. Stafford had a clear, easy first down if he ran it. Instead, he passed it and threw an incomplete pass that was defended, and he could have easily had the first down. Uh, Stafford doesn't. It seems like when he runs a little bit, I'm not saying run all the time, turn him into a running quarterback, but he seems to be more into the game when he runs a few times. But I'd like to see him run a little more, and I'd like to see him throw it on the field a little more. Let's throw some bombs, man. Let's air some things out. Some risk. I'd like to see some risk. I'm this yeah. timid, like, try not to let the other team beat you mentality. Yeah. It's just so painful to watch. Yeah. You know, if you throw some interceptions because you're taking some risk and trying to, you know, go for the jugular, I can live with that. But if you throw interceptions because you're trying to throw a, a like, two-yard route, then you deserve it, and I don't even care. Like, that's just not – that's just, just makes me sick. That's yeah, the way I, I feel. I completely agree 100%. Because Matt Stafford used to, have, used to be, like, compared to Brett Favre, and have this Brett Favre mentality where you just, you know, just chuck it deep sometimes. It was really fun and exciting, and – you know, the the whole team responds to it as well. It's not just from a fan's perspective either. The whole team responds to it when you're taking yeah. those type of risks. And this Say team what is you not want. taking any of those type of risks. Say what you want about Jim Schwartz. When he bred that mentality in Stafford in his early days of his career, he'd throw an interception, come out, and Schwartz come over and be like, just keep slinging it, man. Just keep slinging it. I love that. We were aggressive. We didn't. We weren't. We were taking it to the other team. We were like, we were acting, not reacting, and it was great. For all the flaws, yeah. for all the warts, yeah. it was just so much more entertaining. Yeah, we still didn't win. No, we, I mean we yeah. just, yeah. I don't know. We got there. <laughs> uh, we're not getting there right now. Well, we want more than that, though. Isn't that what we're trying to develop? Something yeah, different. At this point in the season, but, I mean, we should be trying some new things, open it up a little more. You know, I got nothing to lose now. How many games have we got? How many playoff games have we had on our cooter? He's had, he's had one, he's had, just, we've had one playoff game with Cooter. It was the loss of Seattle. Uh, oh, Matt, Stafford the had, one? Matt Stafford had a broken finger, but, uh, I mean, we didn't we, – we barely scored any points in that game. I My dream is that we uh, – that first year under Caldwell, that defense with the 2011 Stafford, the Stafford that threw 41 touchdowns that year. If, if we could just – Somehow oh, go yeah, back man. in history, combine those two things. Oh, my God. That'd be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I'd like to see for this, uh, the rest of the season? Well, if they, if they went out, I'd love that. But uh, but if they're not going to win out, um, I'd like to see them work those younger players in. You know, give Brandon Powell some time and let's see what these guys can do, some of these young guys. Brandon Powell's on the roster. Um, just making, I'm just making sure because we, have, we haven't seen him used at all. Well, he we was went supposed to the, be like the golden ticket. Well, he was, I, 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 I think he was, wasn't he a healthy scratch last week? I think we he went was, to yeah. Ellington. But, so. I don't know. We have him on the team, though. I mean, I, I, I'd just see him get I'm a with audition. you, Bob. 
Oh no, I'm also agreeing. I'm just saying we we he was supposed to be like the Golden Tate replacement, the answer to Golden Tate uh, leaving. Oh, and yeah, I don't. We haven't. I don't even... think anybody thought he was ready to step in. It wasn't. It was a developmental uh, situation with him. I don't think he's Golden Tate. No, not quite. You know, <laughs> level. But they're hopeful yeah. for the future. That's all. It's just interesting they play Andy yeah. Jones over him, which is yeah, interesting. Interesting, I guess. <laughs> Um, well, maybe it got confused with the jerseys, you know, or, you know, I thought it was Marvin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coaches oh, Mar- were paying attention. Mar- Marvin Jones, is, <laughs> I don't know if, we, I can't remember if we mentioned it yet or not, but he is out for the year, um, which is, yeah. a, which is a killer, especially just from, like we were saying, Stafford's ability to throw deep last year, um, as Bob was mentioning earlier, kind of corrected me a little bit. <laughs> um that the, Stafford and Jones last year, their deep connection was really solid. Marvin Jones in the preseason last year had worked all offseason with Randy Moss, who was a specialist at catching those deep passes, and it translated really well, I, I thought, into last season. And the, this season, it's like it's been the complete opposite. They've barely been able to connect on anything deep. There was one, I think, a 35-yard touchdown pass against the Patriots uh, in the far right corner of the end zone. But other than that, it's been almost non-existent. Yeah, it's funny how year to year things change, man. <laughs> you expect you expect to repeat what you did the year before, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah, it's crazy. You know? That's why you see so many yeah. um, teams with like that come back with the same roster as the year before. Uh, and the Lions under Martin Mayhew were big culprits of this. Uh, Absolutely, um, keeping the same roster together, thinking you're going to repeat that success, is definitely not a recipe for success. I mean, look at the Jacksonville Jaguars this year; they came back with nearly the same team. And they're 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 more of the more of a disaster than we are. <laughs> Novelty yeah, seems yeah. to be the a very powerful force in the NFL. People who keep changing and keep doing new things seem send to seem to tend to find success. And that's one thing about Quinn, though, whether it's a positive or negative, he churns that roster. Man, he's always looking for something better. And if he thinks he finds them, he'll he'll let someone go and bring in another guy. I mean. They don't hesitate doing that. And and that's far different from anything we've seen in the past. So um, I tend to think that's a good thing right now until we find the combination they're looking for. So keep churning, baby, <laughs> until, until we figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm hoping there's a plan, though, with, with Patricia, you know, like that they're angling for something for the next year or two. Yeah, like a new offensive We're, coordinator yeah. and stuff. Well, yeah, whatever. But I'm, I'm talking about the players, the, the mix of players, you know, that you get. Yeah. Well, look, I think they're building for a long term, you know. They want to win consistently. And I'll sacrifice a year or two of woeful play if, if we turn into a, a steady contender every year. So, I, you know, I, I keep drinking the Kool-Aid, man, but I, I got to believe this team's headed for good things in the next year or two. So, Well, like I said at the top let's, of this let's... podcast, we have a 54% chance of making the playoffs if we win out. And when we do, um, you'll be – the Kool-Aid will be going down smoothly. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, part of it's frustrating because Quinn, you know, is saying, oh, we fired Caldwell because this team's better than 9-7. and seven. And then they, then they take a step backwards. So it's – Little hard to digest. Oh uh, yeah, you know. But I do hope you're right. They keep bringing that up ad nauseum. It's ridiculous. Let it go. Well, I can't let it go. Geez. It's not a. It's a I'm fair a fan. Point. 
I know, but God, how many times? Wait, does that mean it? you're going to stop Jesus bringing up Jim, Cooter, Jim Bob Cooter? Does he bring it up every? <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> I can't help but think of uh, um, okay. Jim Caldwell was like a clone of Marvin Lewis, and I, I can't help but think we would be like the Bengals, n- n- always just above average, finishing around nine and seven, ten and six, never being able to capitalize on that success. That's what it felt like. And look at the Bengals. They've been mired in, in mediocrity for years with no signs of, of yeah. going anywhere. <clears throat> that's what I see. Yep, that's a fair point. I mean, we've, we've discussed the Lions offense and, and such here, but now I want to I want to start transitioning now to next week's game. I want to do a little bit of a divisional recap before we get into that, though. So the Lions obviously losing at home to the Bears, and then Minnesota getting a win at home against the, the Packers. And Aaron <laughs> – Aaron Rodgers is having a bad season, and it's fun to watch a little bit, you know. And we're the Lions are contributing. It is have contributed to that as well. So, yeah, it is fun watching that. <laughs> yeah, I gotta admit, it is. And it's it's fun to see. I don't even Aaron feel Rodgers guilty about it. Podium yesterday. Uh, um, he, he was trying to come up with like random playoff scenarios for his team to still make it. I just, I love the. Uh, the dismal amount of hope that he was speaking with in the tone of his voice because he 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 knows, <laughs> well, he's he knows drinking that and yellow and green Kool Aid, you know. <laughs> so. he, he, he's sipping on it. He he is not chugging it. It, it, it did not appear. <laughs> Having said all that, this week the Lions have their toughest matchup of the year, um, going against the St. Louis Rams, who are ten and one, first place overall in the entire LA NFL. Rams. Um, the third best LA Rams, big Z. The third best offense in the NFL in points per game, just behind the Chiefs and the um, or just behind the Saints and the Chiefs. So, having said all that, entering the Lions den this week is my brother Justin, who is a, a lifelong Rams fan. You are now entering the Lions den. All right, listeners. Entering the Lions Den this week is Justin. Justin, say hello to the Blue Kool Aid drinkers. Hello, Blue Kool Aid drinkers. How you doing? Hey, Justin. Good. Hey, Justin. hey, Justin. So, Justin, I like to ask our our guests entering the Lions Den every week um, why they are a fan of the team that they are a fan of. But I'm just going to speculate before you even start and say that you were dropped on your head as a child. Is that true? <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm, I, th- I, think, I think you were the one, Zach, that was dropped on your head as, as a child for being a Lions fan. So, Oh. Whoa. 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 Wow. Oh, but, come on. No. Get out of here. Can you give geez. us a real reason? Uh, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. When I was a kid, the, uh, the our whole family, you know, was Lions fans. And uh, – Bears fan, Bears weren't really popular in the house, and at school, kids weren't very, very nice, especially when the Bears were terrible growing up. And so I really gravitated towards the greatest show on turf, Rams. And I remember watching that that Super Bowl victory that they had against the Titans, and it was just it just stuck in my mind. And I always stuck through it, thick through thin, even though they didn't make the playoffs for 13 years in a row and everything. So. So you're a bandwagon yeah. fan? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Front you jumped on the bandwagon there, didn't you? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so, but at least I stuck to the bandwagon. Yeah. That doesn't well. really make a difference, but <laughs> yeah. congratulations, I guess. So. Wow. You make Cowboy fans sound good. Justin, Go what, do you, what do you think of people saying this season is just pure luck so far? I mean, 10-1 <laughs> now. 
yeah. mean, what do you what do you think when people say that? Uh, I, I think it's totally false. They've uh, they've basically played awesome offense and good defense for close to two years now. So it's kind of ridiculous that it is not luck at all. They uh, oh, that's some real stamina there. Some, almost two years now. Some great coaching, and uh, it's always good to have great coaching, as you guys know. Really elevate your 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 talent, and I think that's what Sean McVay and uh, Wade Phillips have done with the offense and defense. And uh, it'll it'll sure it'll be on. Full display this week coming off well, of that. I, I guess it took an ex-Lion to put you guys over the top having Sue there this year. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He he, cer- he certainly helps. Now he's going to come back for revenge. So, yeah. Uh, that's not going to work out it's going to be the other way around. Mm-hmm. The revenge and also, thing, I mean. And also the, the – Revenge. And also he's the, doing chasing the money. <laughs> I mean, everybody's got to get paid, so can't blame him. I blame him. So, well, Justin, how hey, do you just, feel about just... this Rams defense? Because they, they just gave up 51 points to the Chiefs in a victory, which is just astounding. I mean, is this – and this this is – that's a microcosm of the larger overall problems they've had in the defense, especially against the running game. Yeah. Do you fear LeGarrette Blunt this week after seeing him on Thanksgiving? Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely not. He's He's still as slow and – as well, that's your as... first mistake. <laughs> uh, but uh, the Rams, I think the I think Matthew Stafford can push the ball on the Rams a bit because their passing defense isn't awesome. Even though the, I know the Lions are missing a lot of wide receivers, but the Rams' pass defense isn't super great. And um, if Carryon Johnson's playing, I'd be a lot more scared of the, the Lions' offense. But uh, I, it looks like he still might be out this week. So, but if he's playing, that would just that would be – it would make a really close game because I think the Lions can keep the Rams' offense off the field for a while. So you're saying yeah. the Lions it's are going to win. TJ Jones all day, man. <laughs> TJ Jones is going to light you guys up. That's, that's uh, possible. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He's I think Andy inspired. Jones. Andy Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jones, Justin. Yeah. Justin, um, a lot of people in Detroit uh, think our owners are terrible – We'll never win with the owners. Now you guys are winning, but your owner is actually evil, and I, I think that's. Uh, I think I'd rather have our good guys than you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not crazy about. It. I'm not crazy about Stan Kroenke, what he did to uh, St. Louis and stuff like that. Especially being a Missouri native, too, and basically just ripping the Rams away from St. Louis. But uh, so yeah, I'm not crazy about him either. And his uh, his son Josh, who owns a lot of the sports franchises here in Denver. Uh, he's, he's not, he's not like super awesome either, but yeah, I'm not too fan, too, not too big fan of the owner. And, but so the stadium must be pretty nice if it's taking forever to build. And well, I guess the big franchise doubled in value when he made the move, I think. So it's pretty good business. Yeah. On his part. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, from a business movie, he's hosting the Olympics there. He's <laughs> yeah. Business yeah. Move, it's good. And, to be honest, the people say Lewis like the Cardinals more than any other team. That's true. But yeah, the Rams I, I seem to be a team, you know, for fans that don't have much loyalty or, you know, this point. All right. It it does kind of stink though, because the Everett Jones done the Rams, the Rams old stadium in St. Louis is like one of the worst uh, stadiums and oh, yeah. in, in professional sports. And basically, Stan Kroenke is basically waiting out the clock when he can just like use it as an excuse to move away instead of putting money into fixing it. That was kind of rotten, but yeah, 
that was a joke. The whole process there was a joke. But yeah, we went to the game a couple of years there, uh, Bob, as you recall, and uh, yeah, that stadium wasn't too nice. Yeah, it's pretty very basic. Yeah, it's, it's very. It's very antiquated and run down, it seemed like. It was Justin. dark and damp. And... Justin, how grateful are you that um, Aaron Donald was drafted by the Rams and not the Lions? I am so grateful because, you know, it's like, the, I don't know what the, the Lions were thinking. We're, they thought, like, you know, Dominican Sioux is one year away. We don't need a game, equally game-changing defensive tackle to replace him. That's going to replace ours that is eventually going to leave. Let's choose a a tight end uh, position that is not terribly – that you can't – it's harder to find game-changing playmakers at and spend a top-10 pick on that. And they don't even have Eric Ebron anymore, who they picked instead of Eric. Aaron hey, Donald. we wanted to help the Colts out. We just, <laughs> we just wanted to get a guy who can lead the league in touchdowns for another team, okay? Come on. Hey, hey. That Aaron Donald, he's short, mm-hmm. you know. He's he's kind of short and not uh, – you don't see him batting down a lot of passes to get no, because he's so short. I think we're gonna take advantage of that this week. His his height. He's gonna be ba- he's gonna be batting down the ball when Matt Stafford gets late, gets leveled by him. So, hey, whoa, 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 buddy. He's definitely gonna Watch he's it. definitely gonna get one. He has he has fourteen and a half t- sacks already. So, I think he's gonna get at least one, and maybe a fumble too, just to throw down. Wow. No. Man. The one thing the Lions do is protect the ball. That's not happening. Oh, no. Wait. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I guess they don't do that either. But anyway. Oh, boy. Yeah. It, it's become self-deprecating now, hasn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I do, I do think if the, uh, if, if, uh, if the Lions decide to just unleash Stafford and let him throw it around a bit, it could, he could keep it, they could keep it respectably close. No, he's our prisoner. We'll never let him yeah. go. Justin, how do you feel about the Rams' Mm. rushing defense? I mean, this rushing defense has been pretty bad for a a team with that much skill up the middle. They're 21st in the league against the run, giving up 120 yards a game rushing. That seems a lot for a team with Aaron Donald and Adam Kinsu up the middle. Yeah, it's it's not too great, and I think it's because their their linebackers aren't aren't spectacular. They have a a good uh, good playmaker in Corey Littleton in the in the linebacking core, but other than that, they're kind of just sort of like not, not as, not as talented as you'd like. And that's where they get really hurt in the rushing, the rushing game. And I think, and that's going to definitely be a problem for them in the playoffs when they especially play better teams. And if they, if they play the Seahawks in the playoffs again, they're like a really great rushing team. So I'm kind of worried about that. But, um, but the, if the Lions can control the Lions scrimmage for at least a little bit and keep the Rams offense off the field for five to ten minutes, I'd be, I'd be, ter- I'd be a little bit more scared about the Lions beating them, especially since Ford Field is a, is a hard place to play. All right, Justin, I got a question. On a scale from one to ten, one being you need to wear like an adult diaper, or two, or I mean, or ten, you will literally die of fright. How scared are you of these Detroit Lions? I'm, uh, I'm definitely on. Definitely on the tamer tamer side of fear because the lines haven't really. What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, the tamer guess, side of so, fear. Sorry, I guess I guess I'm not. I'm not really. I don't. I don't really. He's coined a new phrase. <laughs> That's his new book. Coming out, he's the tamer, the tamer side, side of fear. fear. <laughs> the life of a Rams fan. 
<laughs> but uh, the, the 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 lines don't really scare me. They uh they don't really seem very organized out there most weeks, and the Rams are are definitely okay. one of the most like three prepared teams well, every week. Your failure to answer the may- question kind of answers the question, so it's all right. Well, I'll, I'll take that as confirmation. The, do you fear Jim Bob Cooter? Oh oh I, I oh I see him in my dreams. That's kind of weird. Wow. I see him in my nightmares. Yeah. I see, see him in my nightmares. <laughs> you need, you I need see him in my nightmares. He's uh he's terrifying. He can I think he I think he can still be a good I think he can I think he can turn up turn up some points on the Rams this week if uh if things go things go the right way cuz I think the Rams might be a little bit unfocused this week playing uh playing a definitely a, a team that um it's not as not as talented, and they tend to like fall back on that. Some, hmm. Hmm. especially if, especially if the Brand, if the Lions find a running game, then then it might be a ball game. All right. Yeah, yeah. well, game on. Well, Justin, mm-hmm. um, before we let you leave, because we're so gracious, we'll let you leave the Lions. Emphasis on the let's. Yeah, <laughs> alive. Um, we like to ask our guests. For a prediction on this week's game, so what is your prediction for this week? The Lions taking on the Rams at Ford Field. I think the I think the uh, the Rams are going to win thirty five to seventeen. Oh, what? The Rams Man. are going to win? Wow. I told you he's dropped on come up with that? This kid has no confidence. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, thrown on his head. That, that doesn't quite. That's not yeah. enough impact. He's dropping. Justin, you the, know this the... is going to be in the out to the public on the air. You know, people can hear yeah. this. You still want to go with that? I do. Wow. I do. I think it's going. It's going to be. Okay. It's going to be close in the first half, and I think it's going to be a. Oh, how kind of you! It's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, we're just, we're merciful gods at. In in Los Angeles. So. Wow, wow, God complex, really? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Justin, thank you. Um, I guess for joining uh, our podcast and entering the Lions Den this week, and go Lions, go Rams. No, my brother Justin is. Is not thinking highly of the Lions, at least. We, I mean, we let him know it that it's completely insane. Yeah. Has he, has he always been delusional? Yeah, well. Yes, he's a Rams fan. Well, you, I think know, you gotta give us credit for he that. Lives like Den- he lives him. in Denver. He's, he lives in Denver. He probably smokes a lot of doobies. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Good point. I think that's what it is. I mean, I, you you might very well be correct on that one. Uh, but I mean, what do you guys what do you guys think about this Rams team? The Lions' offense is going to have to step up in this game without a doubt to match the scoring prowess of the the St. Louis Rams. Well, you know, honestly, I thought coming into this season we had an offense that was similarly talented, but for some reason we don't did not have similar results. Uh, they obviously have a very high powered offense that has you know. Many weapons, many faces. So, I mean, they're and what the most the biggest thing is just that golf is seems to be putting the ball places that you just didn't expect him to. I did not expect him to be the quarterback that he is showing himself to be. The guy is playing out of his mind. Well, uh, golf has the luxury of being able to throw deep a lot. They they just they let the guy win, yeah. and uh, oh, we're not yeah. we're not letting Stafford do that. Uh, if you want to see the difference the coordinator makes, look at Jared Goff. 
pre-Sean McVay and post-Sean McVay. Night and day. Oh, yeah. I mean, Goff's a good player. But uh, he's got some good talent around him, too. And uh, and they are letting him air it out. And it's it's exciting to watch. You know, it really is. They're, they're like a video game, man. I mean, it's just incredible. I think the Lions are going to be practicing. Uh, they're all going to be hooking up the Madden in the uh, office there, just to, you know, learn how to deal with this offense. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> well, I don't know. But it is high-powered offense. They're, they're pretty scary. I hope we can uh, slow them down hey, but a bit. Sean McVay has yet to face a Matt Patricia defense. I think Tabor, Tabor is going to be the big <laughs> X factor in this game. Well, Tabor oh, yeah. is the guy we need to we we need to really look to. to oh God, I'm sorry. I'm just, Hopefully he doesn't. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling in my mind to picture Tabor going you, against the Rams offense right now. Wait, you mean Tabor sitting on the bench, right? <laughs> oh, I mean leading this defense to victory. Oh, <laughs> the Rams, guys. The Rams uh, offense, like you're saying, like a video game. What do you guys think? Uh, Especially UJ and uh, Rudd Dog, you guys are very against all the rules. It seems like that's at the end. NFL is trying to get to that that Chiefs Rams games, like what the league loves. To the the new style uh, that the the league is pushing, like the Chiefs Rams game, where I mean uh, the Chiefs the arena uh, football yeah, Chiefs, Rams game. style. Yeah, well, with all the rules to, changes. It's hard to deny that, 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 that was an exciting game. So like that was an exciting game. I said it's hard to deny that was an exciting game. The next day at work. That's all people talked about. I mean, it was crazy. It was so I crazy. I keep hearing people. And then you say there's, say there's no defense, but there was like four defensive touchdowns I, in that game. I keep I hearing people say that in the future, but, I mean, it, it's kind of fun every once in a while, but I don't think that's good to see. I like defense. I think def- I mean, like you said, there's there was still defense to an extent, but it was mostly like scoring defense. But I, I think I, I appreciate a defense that can figure out how to, still operate within these tightening, ever-tightening parameters that they constantly put on them. And, and the defense will come around. I, I don't think that you're going to see this keep going this way. These offenses, they just happen to have some really stacked talent right this year. There's like three offenses this year that have just so many talented players, and they're like the Saints, Rams, and Chiefs, and they're just going off. But, I mean, it also happens to be that all these teams with good offenses have bad defenses, or well, at least the Rams and Chiefs. So created that freaky circus show you saw. Um, you know, I don't think if the Saints play the Rams, I don't think you see the same kind of, you know, fireworks because the Saints have a little bit we of did. defense. <laughs> the final score of that game was forty-five to thirty-five. So, see, not quite the same. <laughs> that's like okay, fifty a points left. Touchdowns lost. Yeah, that's fifty. That's almost fifty points left. It's twenty. It's twenty points <laughs> left. But total, know. yeah. He wasn't good at math. Yeah. Oh, it's 30 <laughs> points less. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. It's more than yeah. zero points less. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway. I don't think that. I don't like that being the future of football, personally. But I'm, I'm hoping to step up and uh, put their own version on this week of a show. Oh, they will. They will. We have, we have confidence right. in our boys this week. Despite, despite our criticisms of them, <laughs> we go into every week. Believing our team's gonna win, and it's that's right. <laughs> it, it's just yeah because we 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 drink the boo Kool Aid on here, and that's that's what we do. And I mean, the, we we think the Lions are as well. They they believe they're gonna go in every week and win as well. It just uh, they they just keep making the 
There's, uh, I don't know. I, I'm at a loss of words. I'm at a loss of words. <laughs> you just got to believe, man. You just got to believe. You can't go in there not believing. Yeah. Gotta believe. Gotta believe. Um, I, I'm, the Lions are really missing like a golden chain this game, especially against a guy like Marcus Peters, who's been terrible and one on man on man, one and on Marvin one Jones. matchups. And it's it's really upset. I mean, Marvin Jones isn't really known for separation. Golden Tate getting separation with Marcus Peters would be huge in this game. So not having him in that type of role is is a major bummer. That's why I want to see Galladay go against Marcus Peters. I'm hoping Cooter – see, with motion, motion isn't just like a misdirection thing. Motion can also be used to get the certain matchups you want as well. And I'm really hoping Cooter can somehow design um, – design his offense this week to get Galladay in a lot of one-on-one matchups. Unless the game plan for the Rams is we're going to shut down the Lions' best receiver. We're going to double-team every play. Let's one of these other um, – let's let Bruce Ellington or TJ Jones try to beat us. So that that's the interesting thing with me this week. And if those guys don't step up, I'm a little worried um, that we will not have enough offense to, to win in this game. That's my concern going into this week. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there, Z. We haven't had enough offense to win all year, most of the time. So I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be a tall order for us. Yeah, and and the yeah. and the Rams are a middling um, rush defense. So I think we should be able to run at least for 80, 90 yards in this game. But we're gonna have to beat them through the air. Our, I mean, like I said, we let Chase Daniel get a hundred six point eight rating on us last week. And like Bob said, Chase Daniel has done nothing special in his career. Our defense continuously gives up a lot of completions. I think it's by design. It's got to be by design at this point. There's no way we give up this many um, completions where it's not well, by yeah. design. I mean, because we do have a talent deficit on defense, so they're doing what they can, you know, like uh... mitigating. Oh. Yeah. We play that typical bend, don't break. We, we give a lot of cushion on the corners. And uh, the other team can usually complete these passes against us, you know, but we're willing to let them. Well, the funny thing is we yeah. try to make other teams do uh, do what we do on offense, <laughs> which is kind of ironic. We try to make them have to throw a bunch of short passes and a bunch of – we try to make them have these long, drawn-out, many-play drives to hope they'll make mistakes. On, and then on offense, we're calling this to right. doing the same exact thing to ourselves. What kind of logic is that? Uh, yeah, but their dink and dunk passes go seven, eight yards. Ours go yeah, so, but ours know, is there's a big difference there. Um, I do want to bring up one more. I forgot earlier in the pod to bring up one more thing. I want to give a shout-out to Deshaun Sheed, who had the um, – Peanut Tillman esque punch out this week against the Bears. Oh, yeah, that was nice. Get a turnover. Oh yeah, that was nice. That was um, nice. It was nice to see. I mean, he has done good. almost. He's done very little for us this year, especially the last time he played the Bears. But that was a really nice play. So shout out to Deshaun Sheed. This week is punch out man of the week. We're <laughs> giving out the <laughs> random go. award this week. Punch, punch out. Man. <laughs> I hope we get a punch out every week from now on. These, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. That would help. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's time to move on to our famous predictions. Predictions. As noted, this Sunday, December 2nd, at noon, Lions at home at Fort Field going against the St. Louis Rams, the first place St. Louis Rams. A real testament to see where this team is at. UJ, go first this week on this week's predictions. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, Big Z. You know, 
after that Bears game, I was really depressed. You know, the Lions are a big part of our lives. That's why we talk about them all the time. And we spend a lot of time uh, thinking about them, talking about them. And, and, and this is really, you know, I was reading about the five stages of grief today. And, uh, you know, there's the first stage, denial, then anger, then what they call bargaining. And, and I'm in, I think we're at the fourth stage of grief right now with the Lions this year is depression. Uh, but this can change. It can turn around uh, before we hit the last stage because, uh, you know, we're still in this thing, damn it. And uh, I think we're going to come back, come back from the, from the death, you know, from the deathbed here. And um, I think we're going to open it up. I think Jim Bob Cooter is going to, I don't know, maybe drink some Kool-Aid or something, let Stafford throw some deep balls. And I think our defense, the way it's been playing, uh, I think we can slow this Rams uh, offense down a bit. And uh, I think we can stay in this game. And I think we win this game. Uh, I'm going to say Lions 31, Rams 27. All right. I like it. I love it. All right. Bob. I, uh, this is going to be, uh, uh, Rams are going to score some points because they have a really good offense. And, um, it was really depressing after the Bears game. You know, like, it's like really sad, just this whole team and everything. But uh, there's a friend of mine in Detroit. He was talking about this how after the Lions lose, you're like, oh, they suck. And then you, and then the next day you're like, wait, maybe they could win this next game. You know, and then as, as game time gets up, you're like, yes, this is it, man. This is it. And it's like that every year, every week, you know, it's, it's a little process you go through. So I'm starting to feel the, the magic for this week. And um, we're going to give up some points. We're going to shut down Todd Gurley on the ground. I see that him limited to under 50 yards, but they're going to score 38 points on us. And we're going to oh. score 45 in a shootout. Oh, Stafford's oh. going to light it up. 45 38 Lions. Yeah. How many, how many touchdown uh, passes does Stafford have in this game, then, Bob? Oh, boy. I'll, I'd say at least five there. All right. At least wow. five. Lighten him up. I'm feeling. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Run dog. All right. So this week, I think the Lions are going to shock the world. I think the defense is going to come out and play the game with their lives. They're going to hear all week, all week, how great this Rams offense is and how they're God's gift to the NFL and, and blah, 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 and golf can suck up, whatever. Anyway, uh, the defense is going to come out fired up. They're going to get after golf. They're going to shut down the run. They're going to baffle them in the, de- in the secondary, and they're going to hold them to a mere 13 points. And the Lions Ooh. are going to score 24, 24-13 Detroit Lions in a, a major mm. shocking upset. Wow. All right. That, it, it, I like that. Scenario. Yeah, that score holds. That would be, um, that'd be incredible. The Lions come into this game as 10-point underdogs at home, and the over-under is 55. I do want to mention that before I get into my prediction. Now – I I know TJ Lang is out, and Aaron Donald up the middle is leading the league in sacks. But I do think we have a big advantage with our offensive line against this defensive line of the Rams because their DNs are not – they are not very good at all. They got they traded for Dante Fowler at the trade deadline. Um, he, hasn't, he hasn't done much of anything really to 
help out those two middle guys. Sue Sue hasn't really been too much of a, a pass rusher this year for them. And I really like – I think LeGarrette Blunt can step up again this week as well. I, I think he can do it. I think he can at least get 80 to 90 yards. And like I said, that secondary has been weak for the Rams. So I really like this matchup. I'm going to go 38-28 Lions. Ooh, another big score. Yeah. A lot of prediction. For all our hate on the Lions offense this week, we're having a big score this week. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be their highest score of the season. The Kool-Aid makes you see things. (laughs) Kills you things, man. (laughs) Except Rudd Dog had a a low score. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, uh, I think the defense is going to step up. All right. Well, a win is a win. We'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care if it's two to nothing. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, we want to thank everybody for listening to Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid at Detroit Lions Podcast. If you like what you've heard, please share this. Please subscribe. Please leave a review. And we just want to thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Every week we keep getting more listeners, and it's really awesome. So it inspires us to keep doing stuff um, every week. So it's really cool. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And then last but not least, go Lions. Forward when the blue and silver wings stand and dance rock, go out with a Down the field and Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.